Hey everybody, welcome to a new podcast, uh, Christmas Eve edition, so it's going to be a pretty quick one, uh, just a few things I wanted to talk about. So, number one, happy holidays to everybody, Merry Christmas to everybody that's watching and listening. Uh, the second thing, this was an interesting tweet from Tyler Espicia, uh, this was apparently Jeff Bezos' office for Amazon in 1999. Uh, and it says everyone starts somewhere keep going uh, so pretty inspirational image there uh, then a few days ago uh, Tim and Sid had a match game uh, New Year's resolutions for could be anybody and I said uh, the Blue Jays New Year's resolution should be to rebuild and start by trading Josh Donaldson to the Cardinals they're not fooling anyone and we're not contending this year Coal in your stocking, hashtag, sorry, just being honest. Uh, then there was an interesting story uh, from Vice uh, of an elderly couple that said they had $336,000 worth of weed in their vehicle was for Christmas presents. Uh, so I thought that was a pretty funny story um, from Vice. Uh, then, I don't know about you guys, but when I look at the NBA uh, Christmas Day special uh, games, two out of the four of them are interesting. The other two, I couldn't care less about. Um, you've got Philadelphia against the New York Knicks, which I don't really care about. Uh, you've got the Lakers against Minnesota, which I don't think anyone cares about. So really I think I'm gonna skip the first and the last games and just watch the two middle games uh, this year um, and that's saying something because I've watched those games pretty much every year it's like a Christmas tradition for me and uh, for me not to watch games that that tells you everything you need to know uh, then there was this crazy story on BGR.com uh, incredibly creepy skull-shaped asteroid is going to cruise by Earth next year. Uh, I thought that's really creepy. Uh, then I had a poll, who should be the new face of the XFL? Um, and surprise, not surprisingly, uh, Johnny Manziel uh, had 100% of the votes. Other options, Colin Kaepernick and He Hate Me. So uh, pretty interesting results there. Uh, Newser.com uh, has an article up about radioactive milk that killed hordes of Americans. Uh, so pretty interesting article if you're interested. Uh, Twitter.com slash Newton to check that out. Uh, Billionaire Mindset tweeted out, direction is more important than speed. Uh, and then <laughs> Matthew from Botchamania had a picture of Akeem uh, with the hashtag Kwanzaa, which I thought was pretty funny. Uh, and then there was this video which was really cool uh, this was from Danny Sullivan a video of the SpaceX launch as it shot over Southern California compressed to just 20 seconds uh, so a pretty cool sight to see and then I'm not sure if this is gonna load I wish it would um, this is from Porg Fan Dan and um, First of all, that's a really good 
uh, Twitter handle. Um, but secondly, uh, the great Suzuki, I'm butchering that, I know, um, is on the top of two ladders with a table as a platform, and he's got a uh, barrel over him, and he just uses it to go off on, I think, four other wrestlers. Um, so yeah, unfortunately that gift's not loading, but you can t- check it out, twitter.com slash thejohndnewton, to see that it is pretty, pretty much a spectacle. Uh, then some really disappointing news, uh, could be devastating news for those of us that like uh, hardcore news. Um, the New York Times is investigating sexual harassment and sexual assault allegations at Vice Media, uh, which looks like it implicates uh, even Shane Smith, who again was one of those people that you respect and now you may have lost that respect. I certainly have. Um, but you, it makes you wonder, like, what is the future of Vice News at this point? Because um, we've seen companies, you know, go the totally opposite direction. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if HBO does that with Vice. If they do, that's very, very disappointing. So my reaction was just the shake my head emoji and fuck, like, you know, that's pretty much my feelings about that. Uh, then uh, the National had an interesting video. I don't want to play it uh, just because for the sake of time. Um, but basically they were saying that with in Canada the Loblaws uh, $25 gift card that they're giving out to people who purchased bread uh, over the last few years, um, if every Canadian donated that to a food bank, how much money that would be for the food banks and what they would be able to do with that. Uh, so I thought that was a pretty interesting idea. Um, it'll be interesting to see how many people actually do that. Um, but I, I thought that, that was a pretty cool way to use, um, you know, what, what was a major issue for Loblaws uh, into a really positive gain, uh, especially, you know, at this time of year, uh, you know, you want always want to think about the less fortunate and, you know, food banks uh, definitely uh, help those in need. So, uh, you know, very, very solid idea, I think. Uh, then there was this, and I was watching, uh, I've been watching a lot of movies actually lately. Uh, one of them that I saw recently was an inconvenient sequel with Al Gore. And one of the things, there was a lot of things in that that kind of stuck with me, but one of them that I wanted to share with everybody on this podcast was an image in India uh, of a day that was so hot it was over 123 degrees Fahrenheit which was so hot that as you could tell from that gif that was playing a second ago the it melted the asphalt on the road so it became like a sticky type of tar that when people were walking across it they could barely do it and they were losing their shoes in the ash, asphalt um, so my tweet on that is basically tell the people in India that there's no such thing as climate change where it was so hot the asphalt on the road melted and people could barely fucking walk across the street um, it's an unbelievable image to see um, and not to mention the fact that in a lot of India now uh, the air quality continues to get worse um, you know especially over the summer it was really bad as well so you know 
the people that deny climate change and the impact that people have on it, you know, I, I really don't know where they're coming from other than to be contrarians, really. Um, or, you know, unless, of course, they're being paid off by oil companies and things like that, then I get it. But, you know, everybody else, I think you're in a state of denial if you don't see what's going on with this. Um, and that's one of the most, that's got to be one of the craziest images that you can see an actual street melting because of how hot it's getting. Um, just really crazy stuff. Um, then, you know, as I was saying, I've been watching a lot of movies lately, um, and one of them that I saw was Where to Invade Next, uh, with Michael Moore, and I've seen pretty much all of Michael Moore's movies, give or take one or two, and, uh, I've got to say that this is probably his least heralded movie, uh, Where to Invade Next, but it was probably his best one. Uh, don't let the title fool you. Uh, I really recommend this movie because it's an eye-opener and it's not so much about where the US is going to invade which is why the title is kind of misleading and I wish Michael Moore would have phrased it differently but it's it's more about learning about other parts of the world and things that they're doing really well that the US could try to do um, and it is very eye-opening. There was a lot of stuff in it that I had no idea about that I'm very shocked that, you know, the U.S. or Canada uh, don't have these things um, that other countries do. Uh, so I wanted to give on this podcast a lot of examples of that because if it was eye-opening for me, I'm sure it's going to be eye-opening for a lot of people. But again, the best way to take in this information is to check out Michael Moore's movie, Where to Invade Next. Um, I highly, highly recommend it. Uh, so as he was going to different countries, he was kind of picking out certain things about them that were really interesting that he thought the U.S. should adapt. Uh, one of them was, uh, or should adopt, I should say, uh, one of them which was very eye-opening was in Italy, uh, they've got a six to eight week paid vacation um, over the course of a year, uh, which is insane because, you know, you work in Canada or the U.S. very hard just to get to the point where you could get a two-week paid vacation. Um, you know, six to eight weeks is, you know, six to eight weeks. Um, you know, most people don't even have paid vacation uh, in the U.S. or Canada. You usually have to work towards that. So, you know, pretty crazy stuff there. Um, of course, most people already knew, but if you didn't know, in Italy they also have a two-hour lunch as well. So instead of going, you know, eating lunch at work, a lot of people will go home and they'll make their meals and they'll eat with their families uh, in Italy. So um, very, very cool ideas that they have there. Um, productivity in Italy is very similar to productivity in the States, even though they work less. Um, and I think that says a lot about stress and illness and things like that due to overworking um, in the US. Um, so some very interesting ideas there in Italy. Uh, then another thing that was uh, interesting was the kind of meals that are prepared for school children in France. Uh, so in France they pretty much have a three to four star meal and chef working for them. And, and this is even in like the, the 
the best way to put it. Um, I don't want to say the lowest, the poorest, the poorest schools, I should say. Uh, so even in the poorest schools, they've got these like three or four star chefs working there, making these meals for these kids, and the meals cost less than what Americans get. Uh, but this is by far way better. It's served on china instead of on trays. Um, so, you know, my words don't do it justice. I highly recommend everybody checks out Where to Invade Next because when you see it, um, you'll see the difference and it, it's totally insane. It's unbelievable that uh, the U.S. kind of settles for less and pays more for it uh, on trays, you know, sloppy joes and shit like that. Um, compared to what the kids in France are getting uh, for less money on China. Um, then he also went to Finland, and it was interesting to see Finland is ranked uh, as one of the top countries in terms of education, uh, and they do that with no homework. Um, so that's another idea that the U.S. should look into. Um, and then probably one of the most astounding things and the most surprising things was in Norway. Um, in Norway, their prison system is, it's almost like unbelievable. Uh, the maximum sentence there is 21 years. The actual prison itself, uh, you'll have to see, like you've got to check out that movie to see it. Uh, it's unreal. Um, if it's not a maximum security prison, uh, the prisoners actually have like their own house. They're just not allowed to go outside of like the island, uh, so they can't like swim out of the island, or else that's considered trying to escape. But it, it it's a totally different system, um, and their maximum security prisons. They've got TVs inside of the thing. They've got uh, beds, like proper looking beds. Uh, it, it it's just a crazy crazy uh, difference compared to the states and compared to Canada as well. And uh, what really is astounding is how much their system is based on forgiveness. Um, he was talking to a father who lost his son um, in, in a very major news story. You may have even heard of it, I have, um, before I even saw this uh, documentary. Uh, there was a guy who shot up um, I believe it was 54 kids um, and he was you know saying all this Nazi propaganda stuff um, he was sentenced to the maximum sentence of 21 years um, and the parent that was being interviewed with Michael Moore was saying that he understood that this man killed his son but he did not want to kill him himself uh, he wanted this man to receive a fair trial um, so it, it's very, very different than what you see in the U.S., and it's almost mind-boggling to Americans or Canadians to even hear that, um, and I'm not even really doing it justice. Again, you've really got to see this documentary uh, to see it, but it, it's, uh, it really is astounding to see the difference there. Um, the best part, though, was at the end how Michael Moore pointed out that all of these ideas in these other countries were all actually American ideas, and even the people there were saying that. 
um, and that the U.S. over time has basically squandered all of that to spend it on their military for some reason. Um, and again, you know, am I against them spending money on the military? No, but when you're spending, you're outspending like the next 12 nations over combined, you're probably spending and wasting too much money. Um, and clearly, when you're watching this documentary, you see that there's a better way to spend taxpayers' money um, for things that will actually help society as a whole, as opposed to trying to protect the world, uh, which doesn't seem to be going that well for the U.S. these days. Um, so great documentary, in my opinion, Michael Moore's best that I've seen so far. Um, I wish the title, I think he could have done, I know he was trying to be funny with it, but I think he should have done a different title because I probably almost wouldn't have seen it if it wasn't on sale on iTunes. So that's another thing. Uh, if you're looking for it, check it out on iTunes. It's actually on sale right now. That's how I ended up seeing it. Um, it is very, very good. And it will really, um, you know, where, where it's, it really, you know, does its job is it really opens your eyes to other parts of the world and what they're doing. And, you know, hopefully, you know, if enough people see it, it'll get people thinking about what their countries should be doing differently, Canada, the U.S., etc. Um, because, believe it or not, American exceptionalism is probably uh, not the right feeling. To feel like America is number one in everything, it's not the case. Um, and when you see something like this, you really see that. Uh, and you see that there's better ways to do things, um, smarter ways to do things with taxpayer money that will really benefit society and make it better. Um, and it's almost, you know, you watch it and you really almost feel like, you know, it's a shame that the U.S. and Canada uh, don't do some of these things. Um, so, you know, I, I, I can't recommend it enough. Please check it out. Um, it will change your perspective, I think. It definitely changed mine. And it will probably get you thinking, like, what are the possibilities? What are the things that you would like to see your country do differently after you watch it um, because it opens your mind your mind to what the possibilities are because hey if it, they're doing it over there why can't we do it over here um, that type of thing so very very good documentary again I can't recommend it enough uh, who are we going to invade next uh, then Donald Trump tweeted out the stock market is setting record after record and unemployment is at a 17-year low so many things accomplished by the Trump administration, perhaps more than any other president in his first year, sadly, will never be reported correctly by the fake news media. And I was saying just for myself personally, like, stock market setting records, eh? So that's why my mutual funds have been sitting flat for four months, or is that fake earnings? Uh, then, really scary situation going on, which again, you know, in, in the news media is being completely unreported or underreported. Um, there are Russian submarines apparently prowling around data cables in the North Atlantic, and a top general in another story that I read is telling Marines to be prepared for a big fight. So, I don't know about you, but if you're connecting the dots, that makes me kind of nervous. 
Uh, Uberfax tweeted out that women are less likely than men to commit to a long-term relationship, according to a survey. Um, I find that very, very interesting, um, just from my own personal experience. Um, the ways of the world seems to be changing in that respect, um, but the world is changing too. Um, so I just kind of find that survey very, very interesting, uh, and hopefully you do as well. That's why. I brought it to the podcast. Um, and then, last but not least, as I've been saying, I've been watching a lot of movies lately. Um, but I was trying to sit through uh, War for the Planet of the Apes, and I just couldn't do it. Um, I don't know what about that film or those films it is, but I, I just I want to like them, but I just can't. I, I just can't watch it. So I tried, couldn't watch it. I'm sure I'll be seeing it in the comments or on Twitter uh, about it, but it's just not something that I'm, I'm that interested in. Um, I tried though, so uh, so you know I want to thank everybody for watching and for listening to this shorter podcast. Um, again, I want to wish everybody happy holidays, Merry Christmas, um, and yeah, thank you so much for watching, for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.